Welcome to Nightmare 365. This is the center of weirdness for the entire planet. There's tons of unsolved mysteries out there. Witches still exist. What about monsters? Do you believe in ghosts? Bigfoot is not out there. Bigfoot is definitely out there. UFOs are real. UFOs might be real. Do you believe in conspiracies? I consider myself a conspiracy theorist. I want to believe in all these case files. Trust no one. The government lies to you. We're just two brothers exploring the unexplained, mysterious, and spookiness that lives among us. What's going on, everybody, and welcome to the Center of Weirdness on the Weird Network, where not only monsters exist, ghost apparitions are spotted daily, and tales of Halloween live on. What's going on, G? Are you ready What's for another episode? I mean... Yo, I'm, I'm always ready. I know you are. We haven't done one alone in a long time. Last one we did was the Halloween special, which I hope everybody Christmas special is coming up next. Yeah. You love Christmas. What do you love more? Christmas, 4th of July or Halloween? That's a tough call right there. Rate them from one to three. I don't think I can. Why not? That's a tough, like, I don't know, man. I, I, is this something about like cold weather and some snow and like, you know, Christmas music blasting? I love it. Christmas music blasting. Yeah. Christmas music is good. But before we get started, Go over to our YouTube channel, hit the subscribe button, help us out. That's one of the best ways to support us along with a couple, you know, a couple other things like visiting nightmare365.com with our shop and everything. But I wanted to reference one of the videos we did for the weekday weird. Blades and candy. Yeah, you do love the blades and candy, razor blades in the Halloween candy. Well, you said you were going to stab me. Stab you? Yeah, you said you were going to cut me with the razor blade. Yeah, because you were putting them in the apples, and then you yeah. were you were ruining all my apples, and I couldn't eat them anymore. So did you did you eat the apples? Yeah, I eat the apple. I'm not going to let a good apple go to waste on Halloween. Was there a razor blade in there? No, I took them all out. Razor blades again, That's why you have to check your candy. But there was an article two days after we did that episode on Halloween, which came out from here in New Jersey from the Ocean County Scanner News, and it said, children receives edible marijuana candy while trick-or-treating. This happened in Stafford Township in New Jersey. Seems legit. Yeah. So this was reported by the police station that the candy shown here in the photograph, which I never heard of these ones. Maybe you have. Do you know like the nerds candy? Yeah. Well, they have nerdy bears. I guess that's what Guess what they're called now? But apparently, kids were trick or treating in Ocean Acres area of town in the Oak section near Anchor Avenue. And like they always say, check your candy because you Why never know you what's in it. Just eat it. Who cares? Well, there was That's edibles. Not hurt you. There's edibles in this candy. I don't know. The report didn't say how old they were, but I thought it was kind of funny that. That's not going to hurt you. That's just homemade apple yeah. apple candy, blades and candy. What do you mean apple candy? It's nerds. I don't know how. I know, they, like, but I'm just I don't saying know if people, they melt people it make down. Homemade apples. People make like you know now gummies. You know. Yeah, you're just. You can get like CBD products anywhere now. Yeah, you're just off the cuff. You just like to yell random stuff lately. That's oh, I'm just saying. What you, like you, to do. you can you can get CBD anywhere. Yeah, and there was a couple things I did forgot to mention on that episode on our YouTube channel, which go ahead. And check it out if you haven't already. But one of the things, too, there's a Halloween book, or I guess it's a Halloween book, 
from author of the Halloween Sadist. And it calls about like the evidence and professor sociology, Joel Bess from the University of Delaware, who's been studying razor blades and candy since 1985, said mm-hmm. he hasn't found any single evidence or single trace of any children dying as a result of candy given out to them by strangers on Halloween night. Yeah. No one wants to kill kids on Halloween. That is true. No one does. But I just thought this was some of the stuff we missed. This was some of the stuff that happened in the aftermath. And it's kind of funny that you always hear stories about this, but still kids keep going trick-or-treating and all that. So I I just, I was talking to a bunch of people at work too. And they were saying that not a lot of kids went trick-or-treating this year. Like they didn't get that many groups. We had a lot of little kids with parents. We had probably about like 30, 35 at our house. Yeah. Not too many older kids. I don't know. I remember like when we were growing up, you would just see like kids after kids after kids. And you would try to fill like a pillowcase full of candy. And at my house, I think I got like maybe like 12 groups. That was it. And it was on a Sunday too. So you could have went out all day. Yeah, I get it. But do you think that now you have a different perspective on than when you were younger? Because younger, you felt like everybody was out. But nowadays, too, don't forget, I think technology has changed where a lot of people don't even leave their house. Which is, uh, it was just sad, you know, because no, I remember, you know, we used to get out of school and everyone used to go trick or treating. Of course, man. That's what you did. And like now it just doesn't seem like that many people. I don't know. Maybe we have to change that. And we're going to keep bringing <clears throat> Halloween traditions, you know, share the Halloween. I really did dig that we sent out Halloween boxes this year. We did the giveaways. We did the four giveaways. Oh, yeah. And this was nothing to do kind of to promote us or anything. It was just the spirit of the Halloween giving back to the community. I almost sent the last person Independence Day. What? What do you mean Independence yeah. Day? Like the actual movie? Yeah, the VHS tape. Why? It was in one of the. It was in the boo bag, and when I went to the post office, it was still in there, and I almost mailed it out with it in there. Really? Yeah. Why, so that would have been funny. Why was it in there to begin with? You just threw it in there. Um, I had it when we did the sack man thing. Okay. And I never took it out. Well, better take that shit out next time. That's well, one of your I favorite movies. In the back of my car, yeah. Yeah, so the topic I wanted to talk to you and discuss this because it is the time of year right after Halloween. I feel like the holidays go pretty quickly. You know, they really do. Right into Thanksgiving and then really right into Christmas. And I thought I mean, this we're w- two weeks two weeks away from Thanksgiving already. That's true. We are. It's getting closer. And the time seems to be going by a lot faster than, you know, I ever remember it as a kid. So I thought this would be a cool topic. I've never seen it out there before, and I never discussed it with you before right now. So Mm. let's jump into it and talk about it. So what I wanted to talk about is holiday monsters. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you ever thought about it. You know, like think about like the Easter Bunny, St. Patty's Day, Valentine's Day. Christmas, I feel like, is the known one where everybody kind of thinks about ghosts, monsters, 
and not just Santa Claus, because I feel like Christmas has Krampus. They have like, you know, Scrooge is a big tradition in a lot of people's family. That's a good movie. Yeah. Where they watch that, whether whatever rendition that you watch it. So Mm -hmm. my thing is like, there is tons of stuff. Which, which version do you like of the Christmas Carol? My favorite one that I, that I own and I watch uh-huh. every year is the Mickey Mickey Mouse one, the Disney uh, one. I really like. I that. like the I like the Disney one, but I don't like. I like the Jim Carrey one. <clears throat> I never seen that one. Really? Never seen that one. It's the animated one. What do you mean the animated one? The Jim Carrey um, one. So he like he was just the voice of uh, um, Ebenezer Scrooge. Oh, I don't remember that one. I don't think I've ever seen that one. I think it came out. Um. I'll have, to, I'll have to look when it came out. Yeah, look it up, man. Look it up. Get your, you know, get your internet skills up to date. But 2009, 2009 it came out. But I th- It's Disney's A Christmas Carry. But I, I think that everybody associates Christmas, not just with, you know, like family and stressful times, things like that. But they also think about Krampus. You know, they also think about like the three ghosts that come to Scrooge, you mm-hmm. know, and all that's associated with it. But do you ever think about some of the characters or symbols of these other holidays? Yeah, I think about them a lot. Yeah, and I don't think anybody has done something in terms of, you know, like a holiday monster. As far as like, think about what the Easter bunny is. Like Mm -hmm. bunnies are small, but yet like when you see them, they're big. You know, people go and sit on its lap like they do with Santa Claus. Like some of them are really creepy looking and a lot of people have shared it on social media, you know, over the years of just how creepy these bunnies can look. But, and then another thing is like St. Patty's day. You have the leprechaun, which turned into a movie in the 1990s. Turned into a movie, yeah. Yeah. Where like, it's a scary creature. And then you have something like Cupid, mm-hmm. you know, for Valentine's day, like Cupid goes around shooting arrows into people. Like, I feel like all these kind of things, are monsters. One of the things that I did find is one of your favorite holidays, July 4th. Oh yeah. July 4th, uncle Sam. And I'm going to play this because I don't think you ever seen it. And I never seen this before and I want to rent it. It's on Amazon prime and it's about a zombie uncle Sam that if you don't keep to a certain rules, like we saw with trick or treat, Sam, Mm -hmm. that he comes out and kills you. So I'm going to play this. For everybody, because I think this is uh it's kind of a B, maybe even a C horror movie. Again, I've never seen it. I'm just basing it off the actual trailer, but I'm going to play this for you because this is some, you know, a holiday monster in its own right. thought it was safe to stand up and salute the flag. Uncle Sam is back with a vengeance. A Kuwaiti military unit discovered a mass grave in the desert. They positively identified the body. Jody, stay away from the coffin. You never fought for your country. You just killed for the love of killing. Now, Uncle Sam has a contract on America. (gasps) Draft dodgers, watch out. Someone's been killed. Tax cheaters, beware. Somebody help! No one will ever burn another flag. (laughs) Nobody will ever desecrate another grave. And no politician will ever tell another lie. 
and the July 4th weekend will never be the same again. From William Lustig, director of Maniac and the Maniac Cup trilogy, comes an all-new terror experience. Uncle Sam. He's a red-blooded, all-American nightmare. Uncle Sam wants you dead. This movie really does look cheese, but it's something that I think we should seriously watch. It came out in 1996. Uncle Sam. I mean, it was made for $2 million. I mean, I feel like they always have some type of budget, but Mm -hmm. it's never... You know, if it's going to exceed that budget, sometimes it's just never, never going to happen like that. And I mean, there's tons of other horror movies because I was looking them up. I was looking up like a Thanksgiving Day horror movie mm-hmm. and they have The Night of the Chicken Dead from 2006. They have Thanksgiving, which I think got really good ratings because a lot of big people had their hand in it. Um, yeah. But I could be wrong. I, I, I feel like it might be different one because they have a thanks killing three <laughs> which that didn't do so well on here but i forgot the other one that i saw but i feel like why don't people or maybe i haven't seen it where people do talk about it or there's no books related to any of these subjects that these really are monsters why do people really love monsters so much that we kind of put them into you know like our holidays I, think? <clears throat> I think it's just like a like an anti like hero. Everyone loves <clears throat> like a true I don't know, not like an underdog story, but people like to be scared. I think people are intrigued or um some mystique around some of these characters. Like I mean, you take a look, for example, like Nightmare Before Christmas, that's like blown up. Because like he was like the Halloween guy and wanted to be Santa Claus, um, and like any any other of those, you know, even like Scrooge, like people like to be frightened, even on like the most, I don't know, happiest should be the happiest day, one of the most happiest days of the year. Do you think it really is? Like, see, that's where I I feel like it's different <clears throat> as far as you know, different holidays because I feel like Halloween is more of a community based holiday where mm-hmm. Christmas is a family oriented holiday. And I feel like a lot of people stress themselves out for no well, yeah, reason. People, I mean, I think people stress about Christmas just because they think they have to give gifts. That's why I like Thanksgiving. I think most people prefer Thanksgiving because it's just about getting together and eating food and having fun. Whereas Christmas is like, but that's what Christmas I, is, man. That's what I enjoy doing. It's just getting together with family, eating, hanging out, you know, enjoying what you have. And then people stealing gifts at your house. People are always stealing gifts at our house. Grandma uh, loves stealing gifts at the house because that that's what she does. That was one of the funniest things. She reminded me of one of my favorite movies. What's your favorite Christmas, movie? One of my favorite movies, Christmas Vacation. So why don't you just admit that Christmas is your favorite holiday? Because I, I, I love July 4th. Yeah, but why do you love July 4th? Because of Uncle Sam? Because it's patriotic. I, I love red, white, and blue. So are you going to watch Uncle Sam? Yeah, I'll I'll, uh, I'll rent that or I'll uh, watch it, download it. No, you won't. 
just like you it's said gonna, you were going to watch it's gonna be, just it's like gonna you be, said you were going to watch you know Friday the 13th I did. part 4 with me oh not part 4 exactly we were supposed to watch that during Halloween we watched time, Halloween we Kills that. together yeah we did watch that I liked it you did not I mean I like the throwback aspect of it but I a mean lot I, of, I think a most lot of people, people give me feedback about that movie you want me to give you feedback no I said a lot of people gave me feedback in terms of like just your friends or people that you, you talk to online? Friends and people I work with. What do they say? And all of them loved it. Why do they love it? Just because like he took no shit from anybody and they liked just obviously the title kills. They liked how much like killing he did and like it had this a sounds cool, like a riveting review right here. No, and it just had a cool plot. Like, I mean, a cool plot. What was the plot? He just goes around why killing didn't, people. Why didn't you like it? So, what was the plot? I want to hear. Like, what was so awesome about this plot? I mean, it kind of it obviously tied into the first one, right? Okay. And with all like the throwbacks and the lookbacks, and so then, that's the plot. Just throwing back and looking back to the no, first no. one. Are you just? I'm I'm trying to tell you. Okay. So like. Obviously, like with the throwbacks in tying into the first one, he wanted to get home and look out on Haddonfield through his window, basically. And he tried, he was killing everybody to get there. Yeah, see, like my take on it, obviously, I enjoyed the movie from the very beginning. And I love the series. It's one of my favorite, I guess you could say, film franchise series. Even though some of them are shit, some of them are really good. You know, and then some are really in between. But I just hate that they constantly have to remake these things and constantly have to change, you know, the persona of, you know, Michael Myers or, you know, make him into something that he may not be. And then it's back to being human. It's back to being supernatural. And that's what I hate about it. I hate that it takes away from the story. And I just feel that they can't let certain things just breathe and be, you know, like if you create something and you have something that's very successful and it becomes great. And then 40 years later, you decide, let's just redo it or let's just make it better or let's make it something totally different. I guess that's where you lose me as like a fan more so than anything else in terms of what did they do that. Like, what did they what yeah but why do, do i have well, like see this is my thing with like just you know understanding in the film like you you probably talk to people that just enjoyed the movie and just enjoyed it which i did i just enjoyed the movie but i'm saying like if i had to justify it in in terms of why people really loved it or really hated it like i'm indifferent because i just love the history of the old stuff and i don't need to see any new rendition i don't need to change the storyline I don't need. I don't to be, think they changed the storyline. They did. This is a totally different storyline. So it goes pretty much from. But like one, it ties into like the original one. Which that's the only one love. it ties into. Yeah. So, uh, not, technically, no. Technically, it yes. Tied in, no, because it tied into the second one with the hospital scene. It tied into the third one with the three kids in the mask. Well, yes, they're reminiscing about it, but it has no ties to Halloween two or three. Besides, well, I mean, Halloween three didn't really. But I'm saying, like you said, it ties into that. It doesn't. Like the whole storyline and the plot is just, it picks up after one. 
and that's yeah. it. So two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, they don't exist in this Correct. timeline. So this is what I like. I don't like, see, it came out 40 years later. Same thing. You know how much I love Hocus Pocus. Well, plus they brought back all the cast members, which I like too. That was cool. But it's like, again, I rather just in my head make a final conclusion for these people or well, not how, even know how what is it going to end now? Cause like there's going to be an, a last one. Well, they, they say Halloween that, ends. Right. And is it truly going to end? Well, unless like he kills himself or Laurie Strode kills him for good, you know, like what else could there possibly be? That's my point. That's my point. Exactly. How much more are you really going to do? Like, again, if you follow the original ones or whatever timeline you really want to go down, it's like, all right, they burnt him, They shot him, They blew him up. You know, they cut off his head. You know, they did pretty much everything that you could do to somebody. And then here we are now. And then one thing I didn't really like, I guess, from a whole movie standpoint and a trilogy standpoint from it it's i didn't really think this one had a plot it's just like all right he just i guess the whole theme is he's trying to go home but i don't really understand that you know he wants to look out his window that's great but it's like all right you just he's trying to kill laurie strode and it's still halloween night but he's just trying to go home wouldn't he be trying to kill laurie strode so then again, like that's where it loses me. And then again, you lost me when, you know, when they first originally talked about this and they wanted to pick it up after one was because he's not supernatural. He's not supernatural. Like I know, that, but what in this movie made him supernatural? Uh, everybody beating the shit out of him, stabbing him, you know, like kill, pretty much would kill any normal person. And then obviously one of the alternate endings, which they didn't put out was where... Laurie Strode, Jamie Lee Curtis's character, talks about like, oh, the more he kills, you know, the stronger he gets and the more he changes and all this other stuff. So it's like, all right, he's not human anymore. And he was being burnt alive in the beginning. And then all of a sudden he just has this superhuman strength to like destroy all these firefighters. (laughs) So again, like, that's my point. That's where like somebody, a fan, and again, it's just a character. And it's a character in this, you know, fantasy world of Halloween. But again, I digress. That that's just my feeling on it. Like, no, you, I don't have to like. I feel like justify it to anybody as far as like the way I feel about a movie. It's just a movie, so you could you know enjoy it. Like again, you hate that I love Hocus Pocus. I don't want them to see. I don't. I don't really want to see this second Hocus Pocus after forty years. It's gonna be garbage. Yeah, see, you're assuming, so like you you loved Halloween Kills, but you're going to say this is garbage. So again, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll watch it. I mean, I'll give you my honest opinion. Yeah, we already know. You, we're not going to like it because you didn't enjoy the first one. You're probably not going to enjoy really the second one. I really like this one. What if this one's really good? What would make it really good in your eyes? If it's a cool movie. I don't know what's a cool movie. I mean, Shippy Doobie had all the makings of a sweet ass movie and then they just fucked that up. Yeah. But most of his movies are outlandish and and just funny anyway. So you kind of know what to expect when you come into that. I know, but it had a cool feel to it. Oh, don't, don't get me wrong. Hubie Halloween was shot. Awesome. You know, just, it felt like Halloween. So stupid. Yeah. See again, you know, some people probably love that movie. 
I mean, it wasn't a bad movie, but like, could have been so much better. I thought it was a bad movie. Could have been so much better. So you said it was a bad movie, and then you said it wasn't that bad. So which one is it? Is it you're giving it a thumbs down or a thumbs up? It's, it would be a thumb, thumb sideways. Really? Because I didn't like how he talked like the water boy in it. Yeah. And like I think it was shot really well. It was like Halloween, so that was cool. So that would, I would give that a thumbs up. So yeah. overall, it'd be like a sideways thumb. And yeah, I don't know. That doesn't really do much. Easter Bunny horror movie. Is there any Easter Bunny horror movies that you know of? Oh uh, yeah, there is actually. What is it? Easter Bunny uh, Massacre in twenty twenty. Yeah, there, <sighs> Easter there's a horrors. there's a bunny like killer. There is. That would be the yeah. Easter Bunny. No, it's. I mean, it's not. I don't think it's the Easter Bunny. Would you consider Critters part of the Easter Bunny? Easter Bunny Bloodbath came out in 2010. Bunny Man, 2011. Easter Bunny Kill Kill? That's 2006. Easter Casket. See, I want to see more of this kind of stuff. And I'm, No, I'm, I'm thinking of Donnie Darko. I mean, that has the, the bunny on the front cover, yes. So yeah. I guess you could say that is. I mean, people make a stretch for a lot of different things. Like, would you consider Gremlins a Christmas movie? What about Beaster Day? See, I never heard of these. It's in 2014. Yeah, I'm surprised more people don't incorporate a lot of these holidays into, like, mainstream horror films. Because, and this is what I found so fascinating, there's nothing as far as, I guess, literature that really depicts on how some of these things were picked. Like think about like the Easter bunny, for instance, how, mm-hmm. do, how does the Easter bunny become a popular Easter day tradition of it being like almost like a symbol besides of like it's true meeting, you know, religious wise, like how does the Easter bunny become the symbol of Easter? Like, can you think of that off the top of your head? Um, it's deep rooted in the Christian holiday and even pagan traditions. The I Easter, know that much. Like the, the bunny. Yeah. Really? I never heard of yeah, this. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know that much. You do know um, that much. Mm-hmm. Greg is reading about the Easter bunny. Why it became the symbol of Easter. The origin of the Easter bunny are more mysterious than you might think and religion has nothing to do with it from the article that I'm reading right now. Why are Easter bunnies so popular anyway? Well, you know, it doesn't seem like they say it has ties into anything to do with any part of religion. In fact, 17, 1700s German immigrants came over in Pennsylvania, brought with them egg laying hair named Ostrich, uh, oyster haste. Basically, it's a rabbit who lays colorful eggs, and they would use to gift them to children who are good. Look at that—a tradition including children leaving carrots out for yeah, and like leaving cookies for Santa Claus, and then it picked up. That's kind of funny. I never heard about that, dude. I remember when I I thought I had Santa Claus dead to rights. What? We went yeah, from the I Easter remember, Bunny I'm, to Santa Claus. Well, I remember like leaving cookies out and like I wrote a letter and 
I said, if you're really real, you would take a bite and leave the rest in the plate or in my room when I wake up the next day. Well, sure as shit, the cookie was in my room the next day. Really? Yeah, come to find out, Dad. Yeah, so you're ruining a lot of ch- children. I'm just saying, upbringings PSA, right now. You know. See, why do you think that is too? As far as what that, like not just symbolism, as far as like the Easter Bunny or the Santa Claus, but why do you think we as humans create these fables, these mytho- mythological creatures that mm-hmm. really are rooted in something that doesn't really have to do with the holiday. I mean, I get Santa Claus in a way because we already, you know, you hear stories yep. that, you know, Saint Nick. right. So it, it does have ties to religion. And as far as some of these other ones, it's, they're kind of just made up or used or incorporated and tooth it just fairy. becomes such, yeah, like the tooth fairy. And we, we make these stories up to like little kids and it's just a bunch of lies. I don't know. I think like people love to believe in something that's more pure than us. Yeah, but here's an example. Like when we we talk about like monsters, right? So yeah. we, we all love like the furry little creatures, like the Easter Bunny and anything else, you know, along those lines. Like Cupid, oh my God, you know, I'm going to be shot with an arrow and we're going to find love. Or, you know, Santa Claus gives us gifts and, you know, you name it, it's it's there. But then again, why can't we believe in something that's on the opposite of the spectrum as far as, you know, Well, like I think people do. Like, or, look at the devil, Satan. So people believe in that. Yeah, but that has like religious ties. I'm talking about something like the Easter Bunny, but then we don't believe in something that is like, um, I don't know, more so. I, I, I don't know really how to explain it in terms of like what I'm thinking, but like Cupid, let's just look at Cupid example because it's, you know, like a human figure and it mm. goes this this little small miniature Cupid that's supposed to love everything goes around shooting arrows at people on Valentine's Day. And like, we can believe in that, but we can't believe in like little green men, you know, or these gray aliens that are really small that run around and have so much more intelligent than us. And most people I think do believe in aliens, but my point being is like, we believe in something like that. That's a big fairy tale. I don't think people believe in that per se, especially adults. you, You do when you're growing up. Yeah, but you also believe much more than when you're growing up too. As far as like monsters? Yeah, mo- yeah. Didn't you have like monster spray in your room when you were younger? Monster spray. Yeah, didn't dad make you a spray or something like that? No. He put up so a poster. Dad, yeah, yeah, there you go. He put up a poster, the yeah, Ghostbuster so poster. Be- yeah, so you believed in monsters when you were younger. I always believed in monsters. That's a thing. Yeah, but I'm saying so most people do when, when they're younger – and then I think as they get older, they either A, or get, they get nervous or scared about it because they actually can see the ramifications of like if there was alien life or, you know, um, little green men run around like, as opposed to when you're little, like everything's real to you. Everything's bigger than life to you. And when you're an adult, I don't think you, you, people get freaked out about that stuff because they actually know like the consequences. Like 
when you're younger, you probably like most people are like love to fly in airplanes. Like, but as people get older, they develop a fear of like flying. Yeah. Like, why is that? Like you're, you're more like, I think the it, older you get, you really understand what death is. Whereas when you're young, it's, you're so far removed from that because yeah. you just, you have this new, I guess you could say like light, you know, you're just brought out where it's not like you already know that this infinite timeline, which we all think is infinite. It's just going to go on forever is not so infinite. And all of a sudden, like we know we have a shelf life. And when you see people start dropping down around you, that's when you kind of, you know, realize like, Oh shit, like I'm just going to try to take every single moment and preserve that the best I can. And yes. do you think, do you think people, if they knew their end date, would live their life differently. I think a lot of people would, especially if you knew like in two weeks you're going to die. I'm sure no, you want to no, go I'm to saying work. Like, let's, let's say you were, you were in your 20s, right? And they gave you a date, which you were going to die. Like how far off is this date? Uh, let's go, if you're 20, let's go with 60 years. So you have 60 total years. So I have another 40 years of my life. Let's say, yeah. So that's a pretty big, you know, spot to really, I guess, play with. Would you live your life differently? Yeah, but see, this is where it gets tough because you do have to live sometimes the way you wouldn't want to because you do need, in our society, the way it is constructed right now, you do need money. You do need money to, you know, go out and buy food. That helps you keep you alive. You do need to buy things, you know, to put a roof over your head or to get certain places or, you know, whether it's buy your own car or get on a bus or get on a train or buy a bike to go right around. You know, our society has become more spread out where we just can't work and do everything and shop every right, like right here in front of our house. You know, we're not in like a small village. So I do think you have to think about that in a different way, you know, because if I had 40 years and I knew I have 40 more good years, Mm -hmm. yeah, I would try to explore a lot more than I do. Maybe not worry. So like, why don't, why don't people do that now? Because you just said, you know, it's not, it's not infinite. Yeah. But I also think too, you have to be realistic because if if you were going to like, here's a prime example. If you knew you were going to die tomorrow, are you going to work out? majority of the day tomorrow tomorrow uh no i wouldn't yeah so like why work out then well because it brings me joy now right so that that's my point like if i knew like i had a timeline or you know i had like a week left like what's what's the point of like working out to try to better my health when i know in like a week i'm not going to be around as much as it no but i'm not saying a week but i'm saying like like I mean, now. I get what you're saying, but you're giving like a, a really far off date. That's like to well, say, yeah. say now I have 40 years left, you know, it's like, all right, I already lived half, you know, half my life and now I have another half to go. That's yeah. a long time. So yeah, you, you're going to, ha- you could live life to the fullest, the best you can, but you're still going to have to do and sacrifice stuff that you don't like doing because it's an essential to living no matter what. 
It's not like mm-hmm. we're, we're all like billionaires and I could just be like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to live, you know, like craziness, spend all this money, do all this other shit, go travel, you know, like eat everything I want. Like I wouldn't do that. But so like, I feel like your scenario is, is a lot more, I, I wouldn't say unrealistic because it's just like a normal life. You're just saying mm-hmm. hey, it's normal. So yeah. like, what would you change about it? Like if, if see, like if, if you knew your date was, you know, two months from now, I'm sure a lot of people would change the way that they do things. But if you give another person pretty much half their life. Well, all right, what, all right, if you knew you were going to die in five years, what would you change? What would I change? Yeah. Like five years from now? I wouldn't yeah, change you, much. You I'm, knew pretty, I'm pretty happy. No, I know. But like, so you knew in five years you were going to die. Yeah. So I, I really wouldn't change much. All right. I mean, what am I going to change? I'm I'm happy. I'm in a good place. I enjoy my happy place, which is the studio. Studio place. Yeah. So, like, what what am I going to do? Would you travel? Would you go do some adventures? Would you go? But I do that already now. I'm just, I'm just asking. Well, I'm just saying. Like, what what would you do if you had five years? <sighs> quit my job. You quit your job. So what Hell would you yeah. do? You wouldn't have any money. Your money would probably run out unless you have money stashed away for five years. I would take out a big loan, pay pay it back in five years. And that's what you would say. I'm going to pay it back in five years. Yep. What if you had to like? What if you had to get a co-signer? They'd be fucked. They would be fucked. But I would be like, no, nah, I can't. You can't. And then they'd be like, ah, we can't give you this this loan. Sorry, uh-huh. pal. See, that's where like there is stipulations. As much as I think it's like fascinating to think about and to really like do i just think ultimately like it's it's tough like those things are like i don't know i find stupid sometimes because yeah if i'm gonna die tomorrow yeah i'm not gonna go to work i'm not gonna work out i'm gonna just enjoy it i want to be like the older i get the more i just want to spend time with family i don't really give a shit about anything else like it, it doesn't i don't know like when most people go on vacation they don't really explore they like sit in a hotel or sit at the hotel pool and drink. It's like, all right, I could have done that at home. You know, mm-hmm. I would want to do something more where there's memories involved, where it's like, all right, I'm going to know exactly 10 years from now what I did on this day because it was filled with memories more so than just something that was very generic. That's what I want. But then again, that's totally off topic. I was just asking. You were just asking. Asking, what about Cupid? Do you know where Cupid comes from? Yes. Really? You know all this stuff. Greg's a yep. smart, smart cookie. Um, Cupid comes from way back in 1783, I believe. 1783. No, um, no, he was one of the myth- mythological creatures, the son of Mercury, <laughs> which is a winged messenger of the gods and Venus, goddess of love. So Venus and Mercury had Cupid and it was like, he's depicted as a child and winged. Cause obviously Mercury was the messenger of the gods and Venus was the God of love. So it was like basically a love message. Look at you knowing some history. And this is from the, the Greg.com. Yeah. Greg.com telling us about it. 
Yeah, I always found these like stories fascinating where they start and where they originate from and how some of these stories are more popular. Like we always talk about that, like how these stories progress through times, but other ones just fade away. Yeah, I mean, one of the first, it's like uh, first, I guess, iterations of Cupid, Eros, back in 17 or 700 BC. Uh, from Greek mythology. Greek mythology. It always comes back to the Greeks, and it's always passed down. I mean, yeah, look at... Uh, I don't know, look at all the gods like from Greek mythology, you know? Well, that that's my point, like the whole thing, and like why I wanted to kind of talk about this, which I think it's like a very clunky topic, just because there's not too much like out there, and it's really based on everybody's interpretation of what they believe or, or what oral history was passed down or what kind of books that they read, you know, whereas so much there is information out there. And again, Mm -hmm. these are just stories. Well, I mean, same with like Jesus, right? If you want to get into that whole topic. Yeah, see, I'm not big into religions because everybody believes in, again, something different, no matter where you live on this earth. Earth, everybody believes in a different rendition of God, of Jesus, of the story. And, you know, you could say, like, in historical context of Jesus in itself, the book, the Bible, was written hundreds of years afterwards, you know? And then there's also, Mm -hmm. as much as people talk about it, there's a lot of information that we don't know. And again, if you look at the Bible, most of it, and again, I, I don't know too much about it just from looking at it historically, is it's written by other people. Mm-hmm. So again, like their stories, and this is what fascinates me the most, is where does it all come from? And they're just stories passed down through the generations. Some of them survive, some of them do not. I don't know. I think one of the most fascinating things of getting to all this is like all around the world, people believe in certain things, right? And certain, um, whatever holidays, belief systems or whatever. But before technology, all civilizations across the world built the same exact things, pyramids, don't you find that odd? I'm trying to think about that because like odd in the sense of like, why? so like getting because back we, to, we didn't contact, you know, like we didn't have any connection to somebody. Correct. It's not like but they something. all built very similar pyramids and, and drew similar things. But I think instinctly we're human right and that's the same thing like i could ask you the question of like why do all people believe in a god when they had no connection to them like granted there was a lot of different cultures that believed in many gods but there was Mm -hmm. also people that believed in a god so if we don't have any connection if we're talking about well before our time why do people believe in those things why do believe you know why do people pass down stories of everything, you know, Uh in every culture. I mean, I think it's, it's fascinating. You could look at it and you could say, 
you know, we're very similar, even though we have no connection with somebody on the other side of the world and in a time where there is no connection to the other side of the world. But some of these pyramids and some of these drawings are exactly the same around the world. So don't you think it's like connecting in a higher, like, so like a higher being. Yeah. Higher being. Like I think there were beings. Yeah. I think they knew aliens existed I think aliens helped them out. Like, I mean, so we're getting back to aliens. Yeah, exactly. This, I mean, you look at like this the show great, has turned into a, a lot of different things. Well, look, you look at like the great pyramids of Giza, right? And the Egyptians called it glorious light and the speed of light. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go into like the exact speed of light, but the exact same location of the coordinates of the pyramids is the exact number of like light, how fast it travels. So the speed of light is the exact coordinates of the pyramids. Have you ever looked into that? No, I haven't. And I mean, and most people like another cool thing about the pyramids. Most people think they're four sided. They're not, they're eight sided. And you can only tell that from the air. Well, that's, that's it. Is it again, is there a higher being passing aliens. down these stories? Is there a higher being that, you know, Fucking keeps aliens. some of these traditions alive? Like that, that always, that always fascinates me is stories on any level is just stories that they get passed down. Some of them live on and become this mythical legendary story, whereas others just kind of peter out and it just, has no meaning, you know, that's the same thing. Like when you think of Halloween, which we didn't talk about this holiday, but Halloween in general, yeah. what symbolizes Halloween to you? Like when you think of Halloween was the first thing you think of pumpkin pumpkins, right? Again, something that was passed down through other cultures coming in and mingling together. But again, like when people think about St. Patty's day, you know, they think about like the leprechaun or shamrock. Yeah. Shamrocks and all that kind of stuff. Lucky uh, charms. Lucky charms. Now. Why? Lucky Tell me charms? you don't like lucky charms. Uh, it wasn't. It was okay. What was your favorite cereal growing up? I don't know. Hmm. I liked a bunch of different ones. I really enjoyed Apple Jacks. I really enjoyed. For some reason, I really enjoyed. The Captain Crunch berries one. Captain Crunch was good. Yeah, but the, like the berries one. Yeah, yeah I know what's wrong. Yeah, so like I See, I was eating the blueberry, you know, in the studio. You didn't like that. What do you mean I didn't like it? You were like, Ooh, you didn't even have, you didn't even try any. I didn't try any of the boo- the blueberries. They're still no. up in the cabinet. You should have them right now. Why? Because they're they were good. All right. Well, maybe one day I'll have some. You're not gonna do it. I probably won't because. I don't know. It's just, it doesn't taste the same. Like in the, when I was a kid, I enjoyed that shit a lot. Honey Nut Cheerios. That was okay. That got old after a while with the taste. I love that. Why do you love Honey Nut Cheerios? Because the bee, you know, another creature. The creature of the night. I don't know what his name was. Honey Bee. Honey, Honey Nut Cheerio Bee. Yeah. Bee guy. They were just good. Really? After yeah, a while, they kind of got just like blah. I used to love when dad used to make us farina. I'll tell you that much. Really? Why dads? Well, I mean, grandma Douglas, obviously, but like, 
Yeah, grandma's was the best. I don't know what the hell she put in there, though. She put in applesauce. I know, but no, no. Even when dad used to do it, and even when I do it, it doesn't taste the same. You still eat it today? Uh, not re- not very recently, but I have within the past year, yes. Really? You bought yeah. cream of wheat? Cream of wheat, yep. Cream of wheat, and you're making that shit. That's funny as hell. It's good, man. What did you put in it? You still put in like the milk, applesauce, and stuff like grandma did? And cinnamon, yeah. I guarantee I can make it. Not the same though, man. Yeah, grandma taught me. No, because I even asked mom and she said no one, she didn't give the recipe to anybody. Yes, she did. Yes, she did. She gave the recipe to everybody. No, mom said no, she didn't. Mom, she didn't give the recipe to mom. Yeah. She gave the recipe. Well, there's got to be something else in it, like nutmeg or vanilla. No, I don't think there was. Um, you you ask around, you find out. Um, who am I going to ask around? Our cousins, people who got the recipe. Yeah, Dad would know. Dad doesn't know. He said. But anyway, let, let's wrap this up. This is going off on a tangent, real just tangent. So, do you like? Would you want to see more of the holiday monsters for this time of year? Would you want to see like? I don't even think we talked about Thanksgiving. Is there a Thanksgiving movie or the turkey? No. I don't think there's a Thanksgiving movie. Thanksgiving horror movie? No, there isn't. When you when you Google Thanksgiving monsters, what comes up is the Muppets, Monsters Inc. And we need to talk about this. I think I did mention this. The Thanksgiving, the Thanksgiving horror. Oh yeah, there's a couple. So we did talk about it. My bad. See, there's a bad memory. Bad memory tonight. Yeah, I just think this is fascinating. I think. There the Pilgrim, stuff out there. 2019. That was a horror movie? Yep. Yeah, I'm probably never going to watch any of these things. It's so bad. What about Mikey's Town? I'm still trying to get that. Most people don't know what that is. It's a horror movie that we made in sophomore year of high school. <laughs> you think I don't know. I, I like, uh, I mean, like. You have obviously the Christmas horror movies, which that's is, what I'm saying. Is, that's why everybody knows yeah. about monsters and and Christmas horror, Christmas ghosts, but not anybody else really has a favorite or is really into other holidays that have some type of horror associated to them. Besides, like the Leprechaun, which we mentioned um, for St. Patrick's Day, like the Easter Bunny, like has a few B-list movies. Thanksgiving doesn't really have any. And then Christmas has has a has a couple. True, true, but you know, it's all over the place. So yeah, I don't know. I just wanted to talk about this and mention it, just because I think this is. Something Let's talk no- about something real for a second. What are we talking about for real? Yeah, I'm going to bring up a real, real topic. All right, go ahead. What's up? A sexual predator on the loose in our home state. Yeah, there's a lot of that shit that goes around on a daily basis. I'm know? just saying I read about something about on a park, on a trail. Yeah, I mean, I, that's you, not my area of expertise, and it's not my area of interest. I don't want to see that shit, and, you know. But it's in our home state. I mean, there's a lot of stuff in our home state that happens on a daily basis that we don't really hear about. I know. Isn't that nuts? It is nuts, man. It's fucking. I crazy. mean, most people watch movies to, uh, not like, 
I guess I get entertained of like either killings or anything like that. Right. But like when it hits in like your home state or your backyard, people are like horrified of it. Of course it is. Because it, again, like comes back to our original point in the very beginning of the show. It's just, it's real. It's now like, all right, death is at my door, you know? Yeah. And it's not this make believe land of, you know, the Easter bunny or the leprechaun or Cupid or anything else. And it's not a horror movie that could just scare me. Cause I all think, you know, we've built but these then why stories. Do you think, why did, you know, this is getting back to what, what you said earlier is why do you think people gravitate towards those types of people? Like you look at the night stalker, right? He got like marriage proposals and women throwing themselves at him. Because I think people are fascinated by it. You know, they're fascinated. Like, again, one of the things that I've always been fascinated with is stories, you know, like whether they're legends or myths, folklore, all these stories, they have an origin, right? And there's, there's certain aspects of it that, you know, is taboo. And there's certain aspects of it that's really like frightening. It's like, oh, shit, like this could really happen. You know, this is out there. This is also like, think about aliens. Aliens are out there living right amongst us, maybe, or they're right above us or they they probably are. Exactly. So it's like this weird thing where it makes you think and there's all these different avenues that you can go down. And that's where I think I come back to movies, you know, like again, where we talked about Halloween kills. It's like when we read like goosebumps growing up. I guess this is trying to the best analogy I can give. There was no pictures. So you made the characters, even though there was names, you, you pictured them in your head and it becomes a story that evolves in your head and plays out mm-hmm. even though you're reading the words. Yeah. And I think that has much more of an impact on you than like Halloween kills where they kind of steer you with pictures also so then you could actually see this you know because it's not like the boogeyman that lives in the shadows anymore it's right in front of you the boogeyman yeah so it doesn't have that same appeal i think to me than some of these stories so then when it hits close to home like here in our home state where there is people out there that are willing to kill people or do some crazy shit to other people it's like all right that's like the movie where it's they steer you towards it and it's like, ah man, it's not as mysterious. It's not as spooky. It's not as something that I can make up and I can almost control like the scenarios where it's just there for you. And it just, I don't know. And I, I don't really like that, you know, real life shit, but it doesn't really impact you until it does hit home. Mm -hmm. that's, That's what anything I think in life, but I don't know. I digress. But yeah, I thought this was kind of cool just because it's right after Halloween. It's right before Thanksgiving and Christmas. And, you know, I I do get a little bit of, you know, sadness and depressed after Halloween because it's like over, but got to live it 365 days a year. Play the Christmas jam. You want me to play the Christmas jam? Play our Christmas jam for people. Why is this one of your favorite songs? So we'll, we'll take it out with the Christmas rap. I love it. So thank you for tuning in to today's episode. I know we were all over the place, but we wanted to talk about some of the holiday monsters. Visit Nightmare365.com 
Support can, us on our YouTube channel. Yeah, support us on our YouTube channel. Make sure to subscribe, pass it along. And I do have another channel by myself, The Weird Network, where I'm sharing some scary stories to tell in the dark. Further down the line, there could be more scary stories. And then visit our shop, which can be found at Nightmare365.com. If you want to get some of our Halloween tees, hoodies, zip-ups. I'm wearing the zip-ups. Stay spooky right now. But uh, until next time, you know what to do. And we're going to leave you with uh, something a little different. Stay spooky.